Hello, good morning, Andre here. Welcome to another episode of The Daily. This episode is episode 98 and we are in countdown mode, ladies and gentlemen. We are in the final three episodes of The Daily and before we take a break at episode 100. And so yes, in case you aren't aware, we are taking a break. We are just about to conclude season one of The Daily trust that this podcast has played uh, a key role uh, in many of your lives or at least been somewhat beneficial uh, for you in this time. We will be as a team taking some time off to first of all rest and recharge and refill our wells uh, and also reimagine and rethink how this podcast could perhaps adopt a different format to be more meaningful and impactful for all your loyal listeners out there. So yes, we are taking a break to rest, to reimagine, to recalibrate and hopefully relaunch into something in the future. And so with all that being said, let us begin the podcast. Well, as I mentioned, this is the final three episodes uh, of the daily until we take a break and we have done 97 episodes up to this point and I was just even rethinking and recounting uh, old episodes and listening to some of the stuff that we did earlier on and uh, even some of the key episodes uh, they really communicated the heart and the vision behind the daily and now one thing that I find myself constantly coming back to as a core principle as something to remind myself uh, every day I try to remind myself is this that hurry this frenetic pace of life that some of us have adopted as a kind of normal hurry is incompatible with love it is incompatible with a flourishing life in God's kingdom hurry is something that Dallas Willard talks about how we need to ruthlessly eliminate hurry from our life when asked what is the one obstacle to a flourishing spiritual life, Dallas Willard said, it is hurry. When asked to describe Jesus in one word, Dallas chose the word calm or relaxed. And I wonder how many of us identify with being someone who is calm, relaxed for the most part. And I'm not talking apathetic or having a head care kind of attitude but i'm talking you know for the most part internally you are at rest you are at peace though the storms may rage around you you are held in a place of quiet confidence and you're not in a hurry you're not frenetic in your pace of life and you have adopted uh, what the japanese theologian kosuke koyama describes as the speed of love He talks about how love has a kind of speed. It is a spiritual speed. It's different from the kind of speed from the technological age, but it's kind of speed that is willing to slow down, to be still, to walk, to not be in a hurry. That is why one of the first descriptors of love in the Bible is this, that love is patient. Patience is something we need in order to love well think of some of the worst moments of your life in your relationship more often than not it is driven by a sense of unease impatience perhaps you're flustered or you are in a hurry 
Now, for me personally, all of my worst moments in relationship happens because I am impatient or I I'm in a hurry. And so this is to say, in order to love others well, in order to love, I believe God well, we need to learn to slow down, to not be in in a hurry, to exercise patience, to walk in the speed of love, to ruthlessly eliminate hurry. A book that I've begun to read uh, recently is this book by Carl Honore. It's the book uh, In Praise of Slowness. It's a secular book, but uh, really, really uh, speaks into all that I've been thinking about hurry. And in this book, uh, Carl recounted an incident that woke him up to the absurdities of the place and aggression of modern life. Now, the story goes while he was waiting in line in an airport, he read a newspaper article about a book entitled One Minute Bedtime Stories. Now, in this book, authors had condensed classic children's stories into 60-second soundbites. So in a nutshell, it's an executive summary for children's stories. Now, Honoré noted this kind of internal tension in him. A part of him thought, at last, a faster, simpler way to get the kids down at night. But at the same time, he was horrified to realize that he was trying to optimize his time to avoid frustrations of bedtime rituals. Rather than pursuing deep intimacy and connection with his children, he was tempted to grab at a shortened version of parenting so he could have a shortened version of his son's childhood. Now, I believe all of us at some level have felt this tension within our hearts where we are prone or tempted to go for the quick, simple, fast and condensed route into getting what we want. But I've come to realize that much of the kingdom, and I would even dare to venture to say the best things in the kingdom take time to lay its root, to germinate, to grow, to flourish, to bloom. The call to biblical patience is a call to be patient with one another. This applies to our relationships, to not be quick, to anger, to react. It's also a call to be patient with oneself. And it's also a call for us to be patient when it comes to waiting on God or waiting for God. Such is our dilemma as Christians. While society makes every attempt to make our life easier and faster, God works on a very different timetable. In his mind, nothing is wrong with waiting. In fact, waiting can be a positive good that he often uses to make us more like his son. You see, something actually happens while nothing is happening. God uses waiting to change us. In our house, we have a mint plant that uh, didn't do really well the first month it was in our house. You know, Amy and I, we don't have green fingers. We are, uh, for the most part, clueless when it comes to plants. And we, you know, we thought we killed this plant. We weren't watering it enough. We were exposing it to a whole ton of sun. And then Amy, you know, of course, began to do a bit of reading and uh, started to look into ways that we can uh, take care of the plant better. Now, at this point, uh, the plant was completely bought up. You know, there was not a single leaf inside. It looked completely dead and dried up. But Amy still kept uh, trudging on, watering it, caring for it. And, you know, it. she just kept at it for 
uh, a couple of weeks and all of a sudden, you know, two weeks in to watering and tending to what I could describe as a dry and barren pot, uh, a leaf sprout, right? And in a matter of uh, a couple of weeks, uh, the entire pot was full of green again. And so it goes to show that something actually happens. While, you know, it seems that nothing is happening, something happens beneath the surface. And I believe that is a kind of picture we are to have in mind as we pursue God in waiting. While nothing seems to be happening outwardly, things are not uh, changing for the most part, God is doing something beneath the surface, be it in the world or in our hearts. He is transforming us and using waiting to change us. God wants us to learn how to follow him and put down our demanding selves to calm that screaming child in us. And one way he helps us to do so is by saying, wait, that miserable, uncomfortable, sometimes painful state of silence is one of God's most powerful tools to set us free. John Piper has this to say about waiting on the Lord exercising patience, not hurrying, of not rushing the process. He says this, that waiting on the Lord is the opposite of running ahead of the Lord. And it's the opposite of bailing out on the Lord. He goes on to say, it's staying at your appointed place while he says stay. Or it's going at his appointed pace while he says go. It's not impetuous and it's not despairing. And so then we have a choice to choose to release our urge to get ahead, our urge to hurry, to rush, and instead to take a deep breath, to release our clenched hands and let God lead, guide, and form us while we wait. And we're invited to join him in his pace and place, what Jesus calls taking on his yoke. And when we choose to do so, we will find rest for our souls. We think of some of the greatest figures in the Bible, Abraham, Joseph, Moses, David. They had to wait for many years for God's promises. Everything that happened in the meantime was used to prepare them, inwardly as well as outwardly. Then when they reached their promise, they were blessed beyond measure. And so today, God invites us to trust in his goodness today and in his faithfulness for the days that are ahead. We choose to relinquish our sense of control and need for control to him. And that becomes the main route that we experience his love and peace. It unites our hearts with his. It creates a level of maturity and character that we will take with us into the future. God allows us to wait at times because it is where he forms character in us. Bill Johnson has this to say, he says that answered prayer brings about faith, but delayed answers to prayer brings about faith with character. Now I think that is sound wisdom that at times there is a delay because God wants to form in us deep character, a sense of resilience faithfulness in uncertainty. And so to close off this podcast, I'd like to encourage you with a passage of scripture from James chapter 5. Starting from verse 7, it says this in God's word, 
Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Be patient then, my brothers and sisters. And I love that all through the Bible, you know, we see this kind of agrarian metaphors all through the Bible. And one of the more interesting ones is how we as followers of Jesus are likened to plants or trees. Now just think about that. If you were a plant or tree and you're constantly being uprooted from place to place, would growth, if any, be even possible? We know that plants do best when it is planted in a place and tended to faithfully. We also know that plants, though we see stuff above ground, in actuality much is happening beneath the surface, unseen to the human eye. And we know that that which is happening beneath the surface actually gives possibility to all that we see above. That really speaks into our lives as followers of Jesus. That much of the work that God wants to do in you and me happens beneath the surface. And that work makes possible that which is outward and seen by many. I think of that verse in the Bible that says, I pray that God would prosper you in all things, even as your soul prospers. And so to come back to this point, let us choose to resist the urge to hurry, to move past this current season too quickly. Let us not uh, be impatient. We resist the urge to get ahead of God, but instead we choose to wait well, to be patient in this time, believing that while we wait on promises, while we wait on deliverance, while we wait on provision, God is working something far more profound within us, beneath the surface something that exceeds our mind and our imagination and trust that while we wait even though nothing outwardly is happening something profound is happening inwardly let us not become weary in doing good for in due season at a proper time at the right time in god's time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up and so as we wrap up this podcast, I'd like to invite you to get into a place of quiet. You might be at home or on your way to work. To the best of ability, I'd like for you to quieten your heart, your soul, your mind. You may have a lot of thoughts running through your mind, even as you're listening to this podcast. Or you may be in a really uh, noisy environment. I'd like to invite you to the best of your ability, quieten down your surroundings, your heart and your mind. And let's spend a few moments this morning waiting on God. You may have a full day ahead of you and lots to do. And you feel like you've already gotten up this morning having a frenetic pace. Your mind, your heart is in a place of restlessness and you are not at ease at all. Or maybe you're getting anxious. Anxious for there to be deliverance. Anxious for there to be an answer questions you have, anxious for provision. This morning, I invite you to enter into God's presence, His rest, His shalom, and experience a peace that surpasses 
all human understanding. As we wait on Him, as we abide in His presence, God works within us. And so let's for a moment let go of all the external outcomes that we have hoped and longed to see. And let's instead lean into what God wants to do internally in us this morning. And so wherever you are today, I invite you to quieten your heart, your mind, and allow God's Spirit to rest upon you and to speak to you this day. So let's spend a few moments this morning waiting in the quiet. Awesome. I hope this morning you have felt God's presence rest upon you, felt a sense of assurance and confidence in your soul, in your spirit, even as you intentionally lean in to trust Him this day. Let me pray for you even as we close off this podcast. Father, we thank you for your presence. It is with us. It is all around us this day. And God, we pray that you will teach us, that you will give us grace to not be in a hurry, to not live our lives slave to the speed of our culture, but to instead walk in step with your Spirit, O God. May we love others and love you well. Help us to slow down. Help us to be faithful in waiting on you. Help us to trust you this day. We ask all these things in your name. Help us, O God. We pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode of The Daily. Have a great day ahead. We'll have a couple more episodes for you this week. Be blessed. Grace and peace. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to The Daily Podcast. We'll have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and you want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg, or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.